Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Uh, welcome, it's CLCI Live, and we are streaming right now, <laughs> unexpectedly. Um, uh, today we're going to be talking about languages and, well, how to speak the same language. Uh, and it's it's an it's an honor of Valentine's Day. Um, I am going to turn it over to Jerome. Before I do, I want to remind everybody to like, share, comment, all that good stuff. We are paying attention. Uh, I'll be pulling it up so that I can in just a second. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Jerome right now. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another CLCI Live here on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Um, like Brooke mentioned, we're going to be speaking about languages. Uh, I'd like to speak about love languages since we do have Valentine's coming up and that seems to be topical at the moment. So we'll, we'll brush on that for you guys if we have a second. Uh, I'm doing my best impersonation as a heart. So we're, uh, we're, we're doing our best to go full throttle here with, with the themes. So um, we hope that you guys enjoy what we speak about today. And I'll go ahead and let Lisa introduce herself for a sec and we'll go ahead and get started. Hi, welcome everyone. Um, so what I would like to share with you, there's there's actually a couple of really incredible books that do work very well within relationships. Um, I know many people, while this is not relationship specific, meaning a significant other relationship, there's a wonderful book entitled Boundaries um, with two authors, Cloud and Townsend. They have a whole series um, the boundaries is very clearly understood. They give great examples and they have one for marriage and kids and all that kind of good thing. The other book, which is obvious, the five love languages kind of referenced it. That's another really wonderful book. Um, one I'm, I stand by seven principles of making marriage work, which is John Gottman, love his, mo all of his material, um, he's even got game theory. <laughs> uh, so he's got some science attached how to rebuild trust. So that's kind of a cool thing. And one more book uh, that I would recommend for couples, especially if they've gone through some infidelity concept, Michelle Weiner Davis has her infidelity <laughs> uh, book that it really, it, it kind of takes both sides and helps provide some clarity through the process. But today we're going to be speaking about love languages and how to interact together. Brooke is back. Are you participating? Can't hear you. Can't hear you. I think she's still getting stuff ready to go. Yeah, no, she's chit chatting, but we can't hear her. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Can you hear me now? <laughs> hear you now. I am here. I am participating ish. Um, I'm still, <laughs> but that's okay. I think so. Um, it's, it, this is like you said, it's not just about love languages. This is about speaking the language of anybody really around you and knowing how not only one of the things we've talked about, not only how to speak it, but how to fill up somebody else's cup with that language, right? That's an important thing is, is not just being able to speak it, but also being able to, to give in that language too, I think, right? One, one of the amazing tools that is really honed in on when we're doing coaching, when we're teaching coaching, is to be a good listener. And in any relationship, that's going to be a bonus, is to be a good listener, because when you are understanding what the other person is saying and letting them know what you hear, if that's, if it's an agreed upon 
decision. You know, you say, this is what I'm hearing you say. And some, I, I'm, I'm, I have somebody else telling me in my ear that they don't like that. I don't like to be parroted. I don't want to be. So it's not about just repeating what someone's saying. It's about the acknowledgement and your whole body kind of shares that I'm really listening to you. I'm in here. I'm right here participating with you. And your body shows that you're not in contempt or um, having any other kind of reaction that does is not supportive to the relationship. I think that's important to note is that language goes beyond, far beyond just English, far beyond just the words coming out of our mouth. We speak language in I mean, many different ways. Um, anything from, I mean, body language, tone, um, I mean, a number of things. <laughs> uh, what in the class, in level one, we talk about um, how, how, what do they say? What percent is, um, is actual, comes down to words? I think it's, it's, yeah, it's very small, like 30%, right? Yeah. Everything else is primarily tone and body language. So I think it's both, I, both tone and um, words wind up being like 40% and body language is more like 60%. So it's, it's really much more about what your body is telling the other person. A lot of the times relationships, significant other relationships, <clears throat> when they're not in a good place, they do a terrible job of reading each other's body language. They, uh, your own psychology gets in the way and you start filtering what you think you're seeing through it as opposed to what's actually happening. Well, that's an important thing to notice, right? When, when our emotions are involved, we, we cannot trust our judgment <laughs> um, as much as we can when they're not involved. Um, but we tend to forget that when we get emotional, right? Um, uh, very much so. That's, that's something, Lisa, we should, I should mention that Lisa is a couples coach pro and she has been a couples coach for, for how long now? Uh, well, specifically with couples since 2011. Um, and she, she, for me has been my go-to, oh my God, I'm having a problem in my relationship person, <laughs> um, and has given me some amazing, amazing, I won't say advice, but just guidance, uh, throughout, throughout the process. And one of my favorite conversations that we ever had was on this topic was on me speaking the same language. Um, uh, quickly just to talk, I'm sure people have heard about love languages. What are, what, when we say love language or we say languages, what are other forms of language that we are talking about? I mean, there's the trust value, there's how we interact value, there's when our partners are out of sight, out of mind, how are we still connected to them? I mean, so that's even, <laughs> not even a body language, right? That's kind of, whether through God or whether through the astral planes, however you want to interpret that, there's what are you doing out there that's in support of the relationship? And what are you not doing that's not supporting the relationship when no one's, you know, no one's watching. Are you in integrity? Well, and that being integrity is huge. Um, and then I know for me personally, uh, there is, we talk about the language. Uh, they, I believe, what, what is the book with the five love languages? It's yeah, Gary Chapman's five love languages. Yeah. And He's it, got, I, I wrote them down just because I, I might forget. Um, but we've used them many times, even on here. And with the couples, we'll talk about these uh, words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, 
physical touch and receiving gifts. Now, a lot of the times people think they get confused by who they are and what works for them. Um, like I, for my husband, it's gonna be acts of service and physical touch more specifically than anything else. But at any given time that can switch. So it's about finding out for him, for me to find out from him what is actually gonna work for him. Um, for me, it's gonna be about quality time and acts of service as well. But I switch that and each relationship's a little bit different. So it becomes a question, how can I best serve your love language? Well, and that's, that's about giving in that love language. So if you realize that, that their love language is, let's say, acts of service, that means to, fill, to do that, then I should be giving acts of service. But the thing that I didn't think of that was the catch, the, the like, oh, moment was, but I also have to be able to acknowledge when he's trying to fill up my cup in his language, yeah. because even though it may not be my language, he might be trying and I just don't acknowledge it because that's not my love language. Um, and and it, was a, it was a new way to sort of look at things. And, and I really appreciated that. That terminology, what I call it, you know, imagine your gas tanks, imagine your partner takes diesel fuel and you take unleaded fuel. Imagine you, for those of you who are mechanical, put unleaded fuel in a diesel tank. How do you, what do you think is going to do to that engine? So that's you trying to give your partner your love language and you go, I'm working really hard. I'm trying really hard to show them that, that but the, the, the interaction is not being received because it's not recognized that it's not that person's love language. And of, of course, conversely, and oftentimes that's what people do. They try to give with what they want to receive. And that acknowledgement that you mentioned is going to be really important to the process is can I recognize when I'm, I'm getting fed? Mm -hmm. And is, so is there a way also that we should be acknowledging or that, that would benefit? Um, and that would be probably to speak in their language, right? Well, that's going to be every couple's discussion. How can I best let you know what, when it's working for me? So I, I want to tell you it's working for me, but you know, some people will say things that sound condescending and they're not really intending it to be condescending, but sometimes it sounds that way. So investigating and having a conversation, it's called building a boundary, building boundaries on what works and what doesn't work. I know I can be brash. Like I know that I can, I mean, in the moment, it's just that I, it's not that I'm brash. I'm just, um, I don't candy coat. I'm very, I can just, I just put it out there and I, cause I'm moving on to the next thing. And I just, this is, easy, but this is my business side. Um, because I can not be as well. <laughs> um, I can, I can be very, I can go both ways. <laughs> um, um, and I know sometimes I have to remember and remind myself to take a moment and go, okay, wait, think about how you say things, think about, you know, the approach, think about the person on the other end. Um, and that's, that's always key. Um, Let's talk a minute about how to identify those, those languages. How do we see them or identify them in somebody else? <laughs> really cool. There's actually Gary Chapman. He has his free survey test thing that you can take online to see what you are. Um, there's a lot of people that will take the test and it's still not real clear to them what direction. But just think about when your heart feels happy and full you know, at a given time and share that. 
with how you tell when someone else you can be watching them and see when they brighten up when they brighten up when you've given them a gift as opposed to when you did the dishes for them right so there's a book that I love it's called um, words that change minds and it's actually it's built in a little more on the business end of things um so it focuses a little more on how to identify how people operate based on the the way that they speak um and how to place them in business. So, but it's, it really goes into motivators and, you know, people are motivated, some people are motivated towards and some are motivated from and asking certain questions and identifying, okay, this is the moment that they, they were drawn to that. One of the ways to do that is to put two options in a hand um, and, and ask them to do, you know, do this and see which one they now just watch their body language as they talk about the options. And you can, find get a lot of information from that going back to a few weeks ago when we were talking about why what is that person's why getting them to share even on each category is going to help you understand and themselves understand that energy shift Mm -hmm. jerome Um, what do you you have thoughts on all of this love languaging you're awful quiet (laughs) you know i do have thoughts on uh love language with you guys are speaking more so romantic relationships obviously i mean not to say i don't have love in my, i have plenty of love in my life but <laughs> not necessarily romantic one so when it comes to opinions on that i uh, I'm, I'm kind of far removed but it's okay but you've had romantic relationships <laughs> um and at the moment i'm just uh i'm honestly just learning from you guys listening oh guys everybody he's a single guy Woo-hoo. <laughs> Woo-hoo. <laughs> about a relationship what are some of the qualities you would like to see in your partner so I know for sure um definitely when it comes to if we're talking about a romantic relationship I think the most important thing for me has got to be honesty and transparency Mm -hmm. um, I think uh part of the reason why I'm not at, at a point in my life where I'm ready to commit to a romantic relationship it's got a lot to do with me um, being honest and transparent with myself first. Uh, I want to make sure that I am very much honest and transparent with my feelings. And um, I, it's, I don't want to be in a position where, you know, I do find someone that, you know, I, I am attracted to. I could see maybe a future and um, I'm not being honest and transparent with myself. So, you know, it potentially could come crumbling down because of the fact that I haven't been uh, communicating in a transparent and honest way. What, what, what is an example of you not communicating in an honest, transparent way that's been a real experience? So there are, um, I mean, there's, certain, there's, you know, particular things that I, I do throughout my day um, that I'm not even sure that I enjoy all the time <laughs> at the moment. Um, and I just feel like uh, that with time, um, I'll come to understand things a bit better. Um, and I, again, I don't want to put myself in a situation, say, uh, I, I enjoy doing this particular task. Say I like going to see this particular group at a concert or something like that. Which um, you haven't done in a long time. I haven't, oh and I miss that very much. Um, so say I do do that, and that's just something uh, I am trying out. And uh, I meet someone there, and they're, they're awesome uh, for that particular uh instance 
but I come to find out everything that comes along with it isn't necessarily something that I enjoy, if that makes sense, you know, uh, uh, to kind of dig deeper, you know, especially when it comes to concerts, there's a lot of uh, background to who and uh, who actually is there, who the type of people that are there. Um, I just want to, again, uh, maybe this is just me being shy, but I just want to, again, be sure, a little bit more sure of which direction I want to go in before I start um, fusing with somebody else, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. First, it, I'm at the point where I definitely do. If I do commit, it's going to be for the long haul. I don't want to do it, uh, you know, just for short instant. You're, you're not a, you're not a just, you know, nope, you're I, a long-term kind of guy. Right. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to eventually one day, but especially with COVID and everything still kind of winding down. Um, or ramping up, however you kind of view it at the moment. Um, just not necessarily a, a easy space for me to hop Yeah, on. it's not, it's really not. It's yeah. really, really not. Um, I mean, it just, because there's so many elements in play, right? Yes. Um, and so then you get into the, the online dating thing. That's a whole other bag of terrifying. Um. <laughs> yeah, something I, I haven't really touched. Uh, I prefer- you've never, you've never tried the online dating? No, I prefer- I, don't suggest it. <laughs> I, I much prefer the, the just, I think to me, just the much more natural way of, again, I would love to meet somebody at a concert or something like that because that can open up, uh, you know. Well, there's, there's, you, know like, you like the same music. <laughs> yes. There are places people- That is one of my love languages. I genuinely believe that is one of my love languages is music. Um, music is so critical. I I've agree thought you. about, you know, I've, I've, you know, people have come across and I've, really it, maybe i'm bad for saying this but i've told myself i can't be with you based on your taste in music <laughs> i cannot listen to this music for the rest of my life <laughs> well that sounds not a little political <laughs> i love it not to that extent obviously but i mean there are very polar uh opposites of what i enjoy and if you know that happens to be polar opposite of what I enjoy, then, I mean, I, I, I come to understand that, you know, that's probably not just in that specific area when I'm speaking about music. It probably, you know, there's a lot of other things that may come along with that. Um, I think people are attracted to a particular thing because of their persona. And um, if that is, you know, something that you're polar attracted to me with, um, I'm not sure that it's something that can be sustained for the long haul. So what do you, let's all, like, what, what do we, I know Lisa, you've been married for a long time. So, but, but like he was mentioning, when when we're looking for our our significant others, I guess what what should we be looking for? I guess I mean, that's hard to say. Sometimes I mean that's half the battle. <laughs> I guess you don't know until you're you're running scared. <laughs> about these stories, I saw her him across the crowded room, and oftentimes that's not necessarily the healthy side of things because you see what you're used to across the room it may show up different to get going but in some fashion because of who you are and because of who they are you redo relationships and 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 you uh, the idea of honesty and trust can be some deal breakers for couples um, when it's not honored um, However, because of some of that research, like John Gottman and his group, the research that they put behind that, it can be rebuilt. But there's always this little piece that when you see something in that same partner, that you're reminded of that incident. So it doesn't go away. It just 
it, it's, it, it can heal, it can get better. And sometimes you, as a person, will recognize a behavior and it reminds you of that moment. So it's a memory, but you can get past it. Well, I think it's also important to note that um, love is, or trust, trust is on, it's more than one layer. So while it can be very broken in one place, it can still be very present in another. And I think that that's something that people forget a lot of the time. Yeah. So there's many different levels and layers of the trust. Like one couple I can think of that I was working with and this would represent actually many couples is that there may have been infidelity so they didn't trust the mate going out, but there was, I trust him or her with my children. I trust that he's got, she's got my back. I trust that they have, um, you know, so there's all these other layers of interaction that if that wasn't there, I wonder if that theory John Gottman's come up if that's going to be part of it. Some of his training is about, you know, doing the work, even though you're not quite there. Um, big communication, not only, but proving that you are being honorable and honest throughout the process. Well, I think, and going back to the trust thing, um, it's important too, and this goes, brings us to speaking the same language. So even if your trust is broken here, but you still trust here, how can these partners communicate to one another? Well, well, look at, acknowledge that I'm still trusting you here. Cause a lot of times the one who isn't trusted anymore is frustrated because they're not getting that trust. Mm -hmm. And the other one doesn't acknowledge that they're also giving, well, I am giving you trust here. And it's all, that is a break in communication right there. That's well, a language break, right? In addition to that, a lot of the times the person who has to rebuild trust with their partner has questions. They have questions. They don't understand how that trust got broken. They don't want to go through it again, whatever it is that we're speaking about. I had a friend a long time ago um, and she's since passed, but her husband stole all the money and spent it all mm -hmm. and sent statements to a PO box, doctored the statements and then sent them to the house. That's that was a different kind of trust that got broken, right? So how do you, they trust, he, she trusted him with her health, her life, those kinds of things. But with money, not happening. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was such a betrayal because of the sneakiness that was added to it all. I will say though that, that the other partner may have a lot of questions, but there needs to be a limit as well on, not maybe not on the questions, but on, the time frame that you put a person in a hot seat, right? Yeah. It has to be set aside a specific space for that and a time so that then you can get back to normalcy elsewhere. And that's again, setting boundaries, right? Again, a lot of the times that's what the couple would decide that I can handle questions up to this point, but once I get, you know, so we would discover what their, their breaking point was that they could handle questions until how long is their comfortable zone? Can it be pushed past the comfortable zone? Does it have to be? So it becomes a lot of what works and what doesn't work. One of the tools that, that you had me use before was red light, yellow light, green light. <laughs> um, it's that simple. 
and you stop at yellow. Like you don't stop at red, you stop at yellow. And, and that's the moment I start to feel emotional reaction. The moment I start to feel that, that where my hormones are going to take over, where my, you know, it's, I'm no longer going to be in control of what I'm doing or saying the very first inkling of that, Pika, <laughs> um, you pause and, and you pause it, you pause it, identify what's going on, change the course of action and, and get out of there. <laughs> um, and that's not to say that the, the, that's where the communicating comes in is that, that you make the commitment of doing that prior to in a calm space so that when you're not, you can remind one another of that. And then there's also that comfort of knowing that you have committed to one another to go back and talk about it again at some point. So nobody's left feeling very, you know, you have to have, that is a very important part of the commitment, not just keeping a hold of the red, yellow, green light. That is a good start is when are we going to pick up the conversation? Mm -hmm. Because one partner usually feels like they got shut down because the other partner got overwhelmed. There, there is a phrase that I often hear. Um, and that is, um, how are you going to make it up to me? How are you going to make it better? Not an option, right? That's, that's a, that, that can't, that's not, not going to happen. <laughs> is that right? I mean, my, am I right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to depend on the couple, what works for them. But when I heard you just say that my mind went to, that sounds like manipulation. Yeah. It doesn't sound like what's going to be in the best interest of the couple, but again, it's going to depend on the couple on what they decide and determine is going to be the best result that they agree upon until they go, you know what? You're right. That doesn't work anymore. <laughs> well, and you can't make it, you can't make it, it better. It, it happened, right? It's, it's, it's not something you can change the past. It's about moving forward through, you know, we can't, you can never change what's happened. Um, now we've gotten to a very negative place though. <laughs> or, or throw in forgiveness. What is forgiveness to everyone? You know, I, I've, I've attached to this and I don't know who wrote it. It wasn't me, but I love the concept. Forgiveness, forgiveness is giving up all hope of a better past. And I just, I think that statement, when you sit there and you contemplate what that really means, I think it's really important. The forgiveness also is about me forgiving the other person so I can let go and not be angry and not be, that doesn't mean I'm giving up my boundaries on what works and doesn't work for me but it gives that freedom what are, what are your ideas jerome and brooke about forgiveness what's that i mean that's huge for anything i mean not even just in romantic relationships i would say uh, i think um just as far as you and your contention with yourself uh, i think you have to be able to forgive um, but when it comes to relationships even more so uh, because of the fact that without you um, genuinely uh, forgiving, you can never really, I think, progress from that point um, to the extent that I think romantic relationships should progress in. Well, and it's not even romantic. And, it, and it's because for me, I mean, forgiveness starts with forgiving myself, right? Because at the end of the day, when we're upset and we're mad and we're at somebody else, it's really a lot about ourselves and about us feeling like one, how did I let that happen to me? One, two, you know, um, why did that happen to me? You know, these, they're all, but it's all about well, my things because I am yeah. hurt. How did I, I miss it? A lot of the times it's how did I miss it? 
Uh -huh, exactly. I want to well, be a full yeah. mm -hmm. And so that really starts with then being able for me. Okay, so I'll, I'm going to speak about something personal. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was attacked many, five years ago. And um, I had to ask myself in many, I, I lost trust in myself in that moment, like after that, how did I let myself get into that? How did I, and getting through that, the first step for that me, for me, for that was um, stopping being a victim was um, saying, how did, where, how did I get into this situation? How can I know, get not get out of it next time? Right. How can I make sure it doesn't happen next time? Lisa was awesome enough to point out though, that I did actually get my ass out of it at the end of the day. I did save my own life. So, um, uh, but, but it was, I had to forgive myself to trust myself again. I had to, I had to see how the part I played, I guess you could say, so that I would never play that part again. Um, and I could learn from it. And that was really from learning. I will really think it's important to mention though, for people who aren't ready to forgive, to know that forgiveness isn't forgetting. It isn't, it isn't um, that you have to be best friends with that person again. It doesn't, isn't that you have to see that person ever again. It really is about just moving through that situation, moving through whatever it is that hurt you and doing what you need to to move through it so that it no longer is baggage you carry with you, right? Sounds like what we're talking about uh, is quote unquote closure. Closure, yeah. Uh, um, uh -huh. And there's levels. There's would be oh my god. There. Remember, there's levels of closure. A lot of the times, people think closure is like, okay, I'm done. Well, not so much. Go ahead, Julie. I was gonna say, although not currently, um, you know, in a romantic relationship, my previous one had just kind of like what Brooke was speaking about. Had a, uh, I had a lot of work to do when it came to forgiving myself. Um, again, it was a whole lot of, I could have you know done this. I could have done this differently. Uh, we could have um, communicated better. Um, now that when I am, again, I'm not, you know, chomping at the bit to get into another relationship, but I think I am um, on the inside ready for one, if it is to come to that. Um, and it really, it didn't start until maybe a couple of years ago. And I actually completely forgave myself. Um, I was in an awkward space when the relationship that I previously had had come to a conclusion was graduating college, um, had no idea what I wanted to do, didn't really even know myself completely. Um, and I was beating myself up saying that that person was who you are. Uh, after some time, I was able to sit down and kind of work through it and realize that that is a person that, you know, th that was me, but that was a person who didn't have the life experience that I do now. And um, I think the kindness and candor with myself as I do now, and the realization that people are people and we are going to make mistakes. And what makes us, uh, I think, good people is learning from those mistakes and doing better the next time. Um, well, no, maybe not better, but different. Different, yes. Because you were probably doing your best. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I hate the word better sometimes. <laughs> um, but also, it just brings us back to languages, right? In, in all of that, in that forgiveness, you also have to, at some point, look at what, the other person, the, the person who, what their motivation was, what their language was, what their, what it, role they played perhaps that, and in empathizing, right? If we're talking about forgiveness, when we empathize with that other person's situation, or maybe we, we can think about what and understand why they did what they did. 
a great deal of, um, it humanizes, right? When we are stuck in a place of, of I'm mad or angry or what have you, we're kind of dehumanizing the other person. We're, we're, we're not acknowledging their experience or their, I mean, now, of course there are exceptions. There are narcissists, there are <laughs> manipulators. There are people out there that are just uh, apathetic and not uh, have nobody's best intention in mind. But for the most part, if you're dealing with, with um, people who are capable of, of feeling and relating to other people, I think that most people aren't intentionally out there trying to hurt people. <laughs> um, so at some point you have to sit back and go, okay, let me think about what their language was, right? What, what were they doing that maybe I was not understanding um, and not in that space could not understand. So I'm gonna bring up John Gottman again. He speaks about how when your pulse is um, at hundred beats per minute, that is a sign that you are in distress. Triggered, yeah. Uh, and they, he says, that's not the best time to have a conversation. So when you are feeling distressed, or they call it aroused, I'm just gonna use the word distress because it's easier. We'll save arousal for other things. <laughs> so when you're in distress, it's not a really great time to try and set boundaries. It's not a great time to really have a conversation to have it unfold. Yeah. But like you mentioned earlier is to take your time, recognize that you're at that yellow light, as you were mentioning, if that's a tool you want to use. What do you set it up before? <laughs> yeah. You take a break you have already agreed on when you'll come back to have a conversation um relationships are are not given an owner's manual we have to learn this uh we have to be become wise well and this is true also with our relationship with ourselves too right mm -hmm. um and that's that inner talk that's that inner thing that's that we can we can be in the worst relationships with ourselves right? um, and, and beat ourselves up more than anybody else and be harder on ourselves than anyone else. And we should, in this theory, use the same tools when we are talking to ourselves as we would with somebody else. And that, I mean, so at the, when our heart rates start to race and it's because we're thinking and we're working ourselves up into a frenzy and there's nobody there, um, that would be a good time to wait. Okay. Let's set a boundary with myself right now, which we, we need to do. Um, and maybe that's something that's not often talked about, but really we talk all the time about setting boundaries with other people, but what about setting boundaries with myself? Because I am my own worst enemy. I'm my best friend, but I'm also my worst enemy. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's a great statement because you are going to be yourself relationship first and then the next relationships come from there. And I think that's a bit what Jerome was talking about is understanding who he is on, on who he is in his heart and figure out how he wants to display that so that there's. And that's being able to use those words, tools, right? You, you get them right here so that then you can share them with other people and you can, you can give that grace to somebody else. And it's not to say that you can't give that grace to somebody before you can give it to yourself. But I think that it's a much healthier situation if you are able to give the same kind of grace and forgiveness to yourself um, uh, and then share it with others mm -hmm. as well. Um, and again, this isn't just love relationships. All of these things can be applied to every kind of relationship, everyone. 
uh, business. Honestly, these tools being used in business are fantastic um, uh, because being able to forgive in business and do what's best for the situation. And I mean, that's huge. Uh, taking a moment to breathe in business before you do act rashly or, or flash out. red flags and have a conversation. Yes. Uh, so it's it's funny because we compart we as people tend to compartmentalize, you know, put this here, this I use this here, I use this here, I use this here, but really in truth, we can use it all everywhere. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, not to sell what we do, but coaching, <laughs> good for everything. <laughs> we're, we're approaching Valentine's Day, and a lot of relationships wind up, and here we're going to go down that negative Nelly path, not doing so well because they didn't have the conversation on what their expectations were and what's supporting their expectations. Um, some people uh, will view the other person as greedy when what they're really trying to say is, I wanna know that you love me and that you have thought about me, not necessarily the dollar amount, but the effort. Mm -hmm. The other person misreads what that is and just says that they're greedy. You want me just to spend all my money on this and I don't have that kind of Right. So that conversation needs to shift. It has an opportunity. Well, and that's that language conversation. Like my cup is filled by me. I it's action and touch, action and touch. So give me those things and I'm fine. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but, but words don't mean as much to me. So you can, you know, speak all these wonderful things to me and everything. And it's, probably going to sort of fall on deaf ears it's gonna it's not gonna last the way that it would in somebody else um uh but i can also say each one of my relationships it's different between each one of them it's not the same love language between each of them yeah i i yeah absolutely um and i think that's true i mean in all relationships again whether it be um business or what have you there are different and it doesn't have that's why it doesn't have to be love languages it's it's action languages, or I don't even, that, that though is putting an implication. It's, um, I don't, how would you, success languages? Because <laughs> it's about making the relationship with success. Um, so because we're all each individually different, you know, there's some things that try to make us the same. Sorry, I keep hearing noises. Make us the same, yet there's lots of things that makes us uh, different from one another. And that discussion can open up the, framework of setting about and I, I keep going back to boundaries boundaries aren't always they're not about restriction they're about understanding one another what works what doesn't work and and, and building from there um the, a lot of times misinterpretation happens as well go ahead the key though is that you're you're speaking mm -hmm. and you're communicating right at the end of the day Yes and no, right? There's the way that people communicate and it goes really badly, right? Mm -hmm. When you, and there's a way you communicate. So there's another Gottman term <laughs> is open to the influence of your partner. So being open to interacting with your partner and hearing what they have to say allows for that to grow. Mm -hmm. When your partner, friend, whatever doesn't want to hear what you have to say and they've already got their preconceived notions on what is their truth is from what you have said that's where a lot of that breakdown happens and not it doesn't allow for the flow of an open honest communication it stunts it um 
but okay, so let's talk about that for a second. So if if we are not communicating positively or or healthily or in a way that is productive and yeah. we just seem incapable of doing so, are there any um, tips, steps, things that, that yeah. folks yeah. who are completely out of, you know, yeah. they're doing this? Definitely get somebody, whether you're getting a coach that works with relationships or a therapist, I would definitely hire a Gottman therapist, because they go through extra training. Um, again, I'm, I'm a big seller. <laughs> I know, apparently, yes, this is. <laughs> I've done, I've done um, a lot of this training, so <laughs> a lot of book reading and compared to other material I've read, this is the simplest format, clearest picture, and a lot of research, mm-hmm. like 40 years worth of research. Uh, but definitely get a third person in there uh, as a mediator of some nature. And Having, you want that to be somebody who is impartial, ideally. I mean, you don't absolutely. want. Absolutely. I know as a female that a lot of the times when I had couples come in, the partner who was male was a little nervous about that because am I going to take the female side in that relationship? Well, that's unfair. You know, I could be biased towards men. I could. <laughs> not about taking sides. Yeah. Yes. But that is someone who experienced therapy somewhere else, that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the bad In yeah. their eyes. That's not necessarily what happened, but in their eyes, that's what they saw. Um, so before, before we, we finish up here, what I'd like to do though, is, is give some, I, uh, I mean, let's give some, some positive ways, uh, to, to identify languages and others to, or, or just share what our languages are and, and what the things we do so that as an example, um, uh, or we can say how we've expressed our love to somebody that we care about, um, in, in recently. <laughs> Words of affirmation. Think of somebody in your world who enjoyed hearing how wonderful, wonderful they were, how much they contributed to your life and how appreciative you were. Go ahead. Wait, that's what you want me, but that's, that's not fair because now you're making me speak your language. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying somebody that's, who's been in your life, who you've had to feed them their language. So, so an example where I had to feed somebody else, my language, their language, their, their words, language. they were the words of affirmation person. How okay. Well, I mean, them? I don't know. I try to do that all the time. Um, Jerome, I think I've done it with you. Lisa, I think I've done it with you as well. (laughs) Um, I, um, and I do it through action as well. I'll do it. I mean, I, I try to, to, for me, I try to try to make sure. How did you know that person would receive the words of affirmation? I didn't, I just did it. (laughs) Um, and, and it was the way that I could at that moment. Um, I, I, so I, which this maybe sound, I don't know how it sounds, but, um, I try to express my, my care in as many ways as I can, when I can, I, cause I have a, a you're going to check all the list off to make sure you meet theirs. Is that what yeah, you're well, saying? Pretty much and see which one works, like what sticks. I'll throw everything against the wall and see yeah. which one sticks. <laughs> um, sure. uh, cause that's, it's, that's what I do. I test it. I just like test it out see which one works. But, but what's, what's most important to me though, is that 
I feel like in, in this world, so often people are so easily easy to throw out the complaint or throw out the negative and they can embellish on that and go off on tangents. <laughs> but sometimes I wish we would do the exact same thing with love and the, that good, that, that, that like, man, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go off on it. Like positive Tourette's I'm going to go off on a tangent right now about how much I care about you and how much I value you and how much I, and how important you are. And I feel like we should be putting that kind of love and energy out there whenever we can and not be afraid to express that because I think there's a fear of rejection. There's a fear that you're going to, but we should just be putting it out there because at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't when it's given and given freely and it's just, it's a, it's, it is an act that, that everybody will appreciate on some level, period. <laughs> um, and I think that, 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 that there should just be more love in the world <laughs> um, and give it freely. Um, and that's just how I am. So I will try in any way I can to express it. I, I will um, give gifts and I will um, uh, speak words and I will try to do it through action um and I will hug <laughs> when I can and I will um sometimes do it without people even knowing it um simply because I I it makes it it makes me happy to know that it's been done so that quality of time kind of fits in there that quality time oh my goodness that other person know that you care you've spoken about the giving the giving heart those acts of service the giving that you're trying to let them know um, the physical touch you mentioned that really worked for you, but also the hugs, like total hugger. Myself. Yeah, that's what, that's physical touch. That's hugs. That's, I mean, it's proven. We as people need contact with other people. Um, two, I think that, that one of the keys to speaking the same language and giving in the same language is to do our best to do so without expectation, to, to give, um, without the expectation of I'm going to get something from this back. Uh, which we, so it's a natural inclination, I think, for a lot of people. It was, I mean, kind of an example for me is how I was raised and I, I learned, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was going to say. A lot of people learn that they have to get it back in order for it to be proof. In order for it to, well, and then they start giving with the expectation. I mean, they're not giving to give, they're giving to get, right? And there, there's a big difference there. Um, you just got to give, just give it, give it and give it and be happy that you gave it and leave it at that <laughs> you know and you will get I believe I mean you know law of attraction or what have you that if you're putting that out there if you're putting it out there left and right and you're resonating on the positive giving happy level you may not get it exactly the way you plan on getting it back or you want I mean you're gonna get it back though it's gonna come back and it's, it might surprise you and it might come back in in you know tenfold um but the idea is that you're in that space of, of giving freely, right? Yeah. You are speaking my language at the moment. I 100% that's, <laughs> believe that through and through. I think if you give with the idea of receiving, um, that's a recipe for burnout. And it's, I don't think that's something that's sustainable. I think if you're going to give, you should give because it feels good to you. And again, I think that goes in tandem with what you were mentioning. Uh, you put up a good enough amount, a good enough amount of energy into the universe that is, you know, contains love, it'll come back to you. And uh, I think time and time again, 
uh, just based on my experiences, I, I, at least personally within my life, I can agree with that. And I try to live my life by that. I really do. So there are some people that will say my relationship, I've given, 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 give, but I hadn't gotten anything back from that relationship. That's something different. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, and then sometimes too, though, that you're giving and giving there. And sometimes it's that you haven't given the other person a the right situation that they can give it back yeah or you don't know how to recognize it because you're not speaking the same language or there's a number of things or you know there are completely truly imbalanced relationships um but again that's probably not a healthy one um uh and that comes down to communication and and self-relationship right self-relationship really is the key (laughs) in that so it's about having the commitment to work know that there's work there's very limited, very few relationships that don't require work to know that the statement, well, it shouldn't be this hard. It is this hard because you guys are two different people, whatever relationship we're talking about, you're two individuals, as much as you have some similarities, you're two different psychologies, you're two different, all kinds of different things to be able to have a conversation not just a conversation, but open to the influence of one another and trust one another in that process. So what can you do from this moment on that allows you to be open to your significant other or to someone that you wanna open that relationship with, be open to their influence, have a conversation. What can you do right now that builds on that? Those are the things that you want to ask yourself because that's what's going to change things about how you approach it. Well, yeah. I mean, asking what you can do is really a big step. <laughs> Absolutely it is. And I mean, that's, that's taking responsibility is what that is. That's um, acknowledging that you play a role and it's not just up to the other person. Uh, that there are two people in every decision and everything. I have had people get in knockdown, drag out arguments with me. When I say, if somebody cheats, there are two people that need to talk about what the problems were because there were more than problems with just one person, that there were problems with both people. And that nobody, a lot of people don't want to hear that, but there is a problem in the relationship that needs to be discussed. And that's coming from both sides. Um, the cheating is one aspect. Mm-hmm. There's a, it's a symptom though of other things yeah it's a symptom of something else it really is it's a symptom of, a, of, of something that needs to be addressed typically um and so that again is speaking the same language and figuring out how to do that and if you need to get help get a third party to do it then get a third party to do it if that relationship is important to you at the end of the day you can always choose to sever a relationship if it's not serving you if it's not working for you walk away um but if it's something you want to preserve, then take a moment to ask what you can do to make it better. And I think too, a huge thing, like you mentioned on Valentine's day, figure out how to give in their language and and how to also acknowledge what you're receiving. Take a moment to figure out how to acknowledge what, what that person might be giving you. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we get so stuck in the, I want this, or I want that. (laughs) It gets hard to, we forget. I forget to, to go, Oh wait, this is all me. 
but I have to acknowledge about them. <laughs> um, so that's that's a big deal. And on that note, how are you guys? Hi, Jerome. How are you? <laughs> I'm really just soaking this in. I'm gonna be a glass, a full glass when I uh, when that train comes by. I'm ready to hop on board. I'll be a full glass. So. I'm telling you, whoever ends up, whatever girl right. snags you is, she is gonna hit the oh, lottery. Like she is like she is jackpot. <laughs> I'm gonna get like the most devoted, uh, in tune, like, well, you know, lucky. <laughs> ideally, that's 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 the scenario. I really want to be, you know, completely there and whole for someone when it is time for it. And I, I make sure that she is whole and that completely there for you, please. Don't settle. That's the other part, yes, we're talking about that. I mean, it, don't go into rescue mode. Really yeah, don't yeah, do, don't white knight it. It's no good. Yeah, I'm not. Don't be Captain Save a Ho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm not solely uh, focused on myself. Also, yes, I understand that. I understand my worth, and I understand that on the other end, it needs to be reciprocated. So that's also a big part as well. Yeah. And Lisa, how are you? I'm good. I um, love relationship conversation. I can like. The Energizer Bunny go on and on and on. It's like okay, enough. <laughs> and um, we appreciate it though. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. So don't worry about that Energizer Bunny thing. We Energizer Bunny is a good thing to have. <laughs> so welcome Energizer Bunny. <laughs> um, and I need batteries all the time. So please, <laughs> I still have batteries. <laughs> You sent me enough, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, and then really quick, Jerome, how's your balance going? My balance is going great. I think um, it's really, I, I don't know what it is about. It was really, maybe it was the live that we had uh, this pretty much ever since about the second week of this year. It's been really smooth. I've been really, I think, um, grounded, centered, uh, readily available. Um, hey. I'm, I'm very much in tune with what I actually genuinely want to do and how I want to go about doing the things that I want to do. Scale of one to 10. We're about an eight right now. Nice. Uh, very nice. Very nice. What were we at the start? I think it was like a three or something. <laughs> that day, that day in particular was just a very messy day for me. Um, and I think, I think I vowed to not allow that to happen. I mean, it hasn't, or I try to not let it happen to the extent that I, I was kind of all over the place at that day. Uh, thanks to you guys. I think I've been able to stay on track as well. Thanks to you, Darrell. Thanks to you. You give yourself credit. Give yourself credit. It's interesting that accountability piece, how amazing that can be when you, it is truly the direction you want to go. I was speaking, I have a mastermind group that I was talking with today and the two of them were um, in this particular side group working on um, weight loss, not really weight loss, but eating and how they checked in with each other every single day. And they've gotten through months of this and it's just really working well for them. And that accountability piece, just having that partner can sometimes make the biggest difference. It makes, I mean, that's, I have hired a coach just to have not accountability, but to have a, a partner that I, somebody that will be there with regularity that I can go and check in with. And, and go okay I, I know I'm working on this and you're going to be there at this time guaranteed um, that is it's more than that consistency right um well it makes and, it stay more on the tip top of your processing 
versus oops I forgot <laughs> yeah absolutely and it's it does it keeps you it keeps it on a schedule it keeps it on a calendar for you so we're gonna finish up um real quick Jerome and I um will be having coming up soon a a, a possibly a challenge uh oh. coming up in March so I uh, just want to tease the challenge which means there'll be prizes and there'll be ch marketing challenges <laughs> um, for our coaches out there, uh, just to, to not only uh, teach you some things, hopefully do some how-tos and things like that, but also to challenge you to get out of your comfort zone and try some new things as well. So Absolutely. I'm out of focus. <laughs> I always love to go back to that. Really, at the end of the day, I know it can be uncomfortable to begin with, but um, we, we love to do these challenges. And at the end of the day, we have fun doing them and we love to see you guys doing them. And I think if you kind of, you know, just drop a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a little bit of the, um, I guess, when you are a little bit, the uncomfortableness of the whole situations when we do these, I think you will find yourself having tons of fun too. And I want to note that there's a lot of people that do challenges out there and everybody, I love everybody's challenge. One difference between our challenge is we don't want anything from you from doing this challenge. We don't expect anything to come out of this challenge other than to give you guys opportunity to win things and also um, opportunity to learn things and then also opportunity to grow. And that's the only reason we're doing this. It's not because we want you to join uh, anything or um, we just want to do it to help you guys. So um, just want to be let you guys in on that as well. So it'll be marketing based for coaches specifically. So um, we'll be starting that on 3-3 plan <laughs> valentine's this weekend it is this weekend it is valentine's on sunday yeah sunday. I'm, I'm posting mardi gras <laughs> the 16th so i'm gonna come with a mask on mardi gras okay we're coming to dress up we're coming dressed up for fat tuesday right <laughs> uh, well jerome and i have he's got family in new orleans area i've lived in new orleans I've, I've spent about six months of my life there i think oh, my soul do. lives do. there um <laughs> i think that i'm from there in a previous life um already love that place. it's not just new orleans though it's all of louisiana honestly we so. had our king cake here we had bavarian cream king cake nice that sounds good yeah decadent <laughs> well we're done for the day guys everybody watching out there i know we we started early and didn't share didn't do anything properly this time around um but thank you for the, those watching who did and those who will watch and i'm still out of focus uh, make sure you comment share like and check out certified life coach institute we we are award winning and we certify coaches in three days three days and we would love to have you at our school if you want to join and that's it uh certified life coach institute.com all right we're done <laughs> comment like share bye. bye i'm the one that has hit it hey everyone thanks for tuning into today's episode once again this is brought to you by certified life coach institute we're an icf accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses in addition to other podcast episodes feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.